This week on Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast, we talk about episode eight of Picard's second season, Mercy. And uh, if we have time, we're going to talk a little bit about some off topic, which we haven't done in a while. So thanks for joining us. Hey Mike, how, how are you? I am. Oh, let me ask uh, the question first. How are you doing? Are we gonna re-edit this? What are we doing? No, no. Our listeners are gonna hear all of that banter. How are you doing? <laughs> I am doing all right today. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, yes. Less rage. Less rage. Less chaos. Yes. Yes. That's good. Uh, violence is never the answer, Mike. Unless it is. That's why. Unless you're Admiral <laughs> unless, unless it is the answer. And I also say that sometimes violence needs no reason. <laughs> yes, Admiral so. Janeway, we we salute you. Uh, no, yeah, today is today is much better. Thankfully, uh, yesterday was a bit of a shit show. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I am uh, happy to report that today is moderately better than yesterday. Good, that's so positive. Look at you. Uh, moderately is moderately is your your equivalent of like. You have different standards, Mike. We do. You're right. Yes. So. Yeah. How are you doing? How was your uh, Wednesday? I'm doing. I'm I'm doing okay. Today was a little hectic, but I feel that it was overall productive. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I, I got a number of things done. Some of them were put off yesterday by some hacking. So Oh yeah, that's right. What happened? Yeah. Can you talk about it? Like, I, what got hacked? I don't I don't know. Our emails got hacked. Oh several, several people's emails got hacked. Mine did oh. not. What was like Mine? sent around? Was there porn? No, I don't know. I don't know. Someone sent did send one uh one account got nine hundred emails sent from it, so Oh dear. Yeah, I don't know what's from. Uh, what about? But uh, yeah, so my no my my account was fine. Other than uh, we had a universal problem of no one being able to send outside of the organization, so everything bounced back. Oh. Uh, okay. Which I thought was a, uh, which I still think is related to the hacking somehow. But um, yeah, because there wasn't an Office three sixty five down time really, so it or at least I didn't see anything. So yeah, um, some people's emails got hacked. I have two two factor authentication. I just set it up like two weeks ago. So, oh, my wait, did these other people not have TFA? Yeah, you, we did not overall have TFA, and we're slow. We were slowly rolling it out, and now we are like, we'll be fully rolled out by next week, um, because of this. So, which seems odd, but you know the timing of all this. But anyway. Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. So there were a lot of issues going on yesterday. So everything that I was kind of focused on got pushed 
to the side as I kind of helped deal with that, managing multiple. Because the other thing too is our, our our IT company doesn't have like all of our cell phone numbers. Oh God. So <laughs> and also part of the part of it is that we're supposed to send them emails from our actual you know account okay. our work account and mm -hmm. if your work account is offline you can't so then you need a third you know a second verification so i had to verify one employee for sure and you know it just it was just a shit show that's a mess yeah so um yeah on top of just a day of of uh yeah of a lot going on personally and professionally so yeah yeah uh but today was better so how's your week been um it's been good overall it's been it's been busy yeah it's been busy just work wise um i'm over my fish tanks so i'm ready to toss oh, them yes. yeah yes, i'm ready to get me. rid of them so we'll see what happens um, can you sell them can you like you can sell like so if it was like a, it's a, I don't know, like you, people do sell tanks. It's a big pain, but you can sell tanks. It's easier to sell, sell livestock actually to sell the fish and the coral. Oh, okay. But um, at the same time, I don't know if I can be bothered. So we'll it does see. sound like more work than you're up for normally. So, well, the last time I got rid of a big tank, which was back when I was living in Queens, I actually did diligently sell, like post and sell everything uh, except the tank itself, which I just tossed. And I don't think I really made money. Like, you know, I, I made some money, but it wasn't, it wasn't like I, oh, I like earned all this cash, like net plus revenue, net positive. What is that furry thing? Is that your dog? <laughs> yes. He's oh, I was like, what is that? Is that, is that a treble? <laughs> Oh yes, it does look like a triple. It acts like I don't a triple. see the top of it. Suddenly, it's uh, it wants to be on the podcast. So yes, he finished uh, chewing his toy and uh, suddenly was jumping up into my lap. So. It's a big triple. He is um, a big triple. Yes. So yeah, so um, I'm over that. I have been trying to sleep more. I have been trying to be better really? about self-care, yes. Oh, look at you. Yes, yes. And um, Has something prompted this new development? No, well, I'm just trying to get on a better regimen. And then I'm, I'm going back to the gym because I've been only working out in my apartment. But going back to the gym, things like that. Um, so I've just been a little more cognizant, but we'll see how long that lasts. Okay. He needs like a haircut or something. No, he does. Yes, he's a bit shaggy, but he doesn't get a haircut for another two and a half weeks. Does he? Does he smell? No, we we bathe them on Monday. Okay. Okay. No, 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 no. We'll and we'll probably bathe them again. Yeah, he has so much hair. You can barely see his eyes. I know. Yes, that's the thing. Yes, he's like that dog on. I can't think of which Disney movie it's on, but there's this dog whose hair is always in his eyes and he like constantly blows it up out of the way so he can see something yeah this is this is what hamish's life is like but yeah he somehow fun. seems to see food whenever he wants to and he still sees street <laughs> snacks so he looks ridiculous all right there yeah. we go <laughs> okay so yes he's a bit ridiculous okay all right um um 
so yeah, so that's been what's going on. I've been still chatting with the guy I've been seeing who is currently in India. We've just been texting a little bit. Nothing, nothing crazy. Oh, nice. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where that goes. I think we are still oh. technically seeing each other. I don't know. It's just a weird hiatus. Well, he's but in another country. Yes. I understand this. Uh, so we'll see where okay. that goes. Good. Yeah, that's great. I'm yeah. happy to hear that. So TBD, TBD. All right. Well, um, but yeah. Otherwise, I think things are things are right um, for the most part. Still alive, yeah. still breathing. Woke up this morning. I was like, here I am, still present, still present. And yeah. uh, so we're a week away from tomorrow's the penultimate Picard episode, and then, mm-hmm. um. And then we have the finale and Strange New Worlds next week. Yes, I am excited for non-serialized storytelling. I'm really really (laughs) ready for it. Thank God. Uh, Um, Yeah, we can talk about more of that in in a minute. Um, But yes, I'm I'm ready for non-serialized storytelling. I'm ready. I'm ready for, um, you know, just some new adventures. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely uh, mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's kind of cool to see all of this stuff being put out there for a new show which we haven't had since um prodigy i guess <laughs> oh and there oh. we go <laughs> i guess call, that's call a response yeah is that apparently <laughs> that's a <laughs> oh my oh my, oh my. um we're in this phase. I forgot. We we haven't recorded this early in a while. <laughs> yeah, we've been recording at like nine thirty or ten. Yeah, and we're tonight. We're doing it like at six six forty five, seven o'clock, and uh, this is usually when um, someone kind of comes alive in the evening. Oh, I see. Uh, so it. I had forgotten this because we haven't recorded live at this time, and it needs a muzzle. Yeah. Usually I'm like cooking dinner or whatever at this time. So, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Yeah, so someone is demanding attention, which is, you know, he's got this playful burst of energy, but anyway, uh, but yeah, so it's, but it's kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah. I'm enjoying all the like little things that they did. I'm trying to remember what show had this sort of like imagery and stuff released for it it wasn't prodigy i i want to and i want to say uh, maybe it was picard i guess Prodigy had a decent amount but not so not this much i think picard probably had a little bit more had a lot more yeah so it feels like a long time since we've seen this kind of blitz of pr yeah um so yeah it's it's kind of cool uh they're doing all these another set of i mean i just saw a picard and picard i just saw a pike a uh, little one minute video featurette. yeah featurette thank you mm-hmm. yeah so that's exciting i i really i mean anson mount is just great i just i'm so psyched for this yeah um yeah no yeah. i really like anson mount he has a lot of and we talked about it before but he has a lot i think he he's a perfect blend of grabby toss and authority but then also he has his like light hardness to him so he's not like too serious you know right yeah he does a good yeah, job it's of sort of that. 
Yeah, he's sort of, if you go back to the early days of Star Trek, he's kind of like a balance between, like, in between Kirk and Picard. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. When you're talking about, like, early, early Trek. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so I'm excited for this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. coming up. And uh, I'm still waiting to see if we get invites. Well, if I get an invite, you will get an invite, but you won't be going to the premiere here in New York. Wait, did you, did you ask our sci-fi sisters if they're up for having brunch? Oh, uh, you know, with everything that happened yesterday. All right. Um, I, you know, I, I did. Who did I? I did mention it to Sabrina. Sabrina? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I forgot that. So, yeah. Oh, I told you I have something at one o'clock on Saturday. Right. But, so that's why I was like, oh, let's yeah. Brunch. So. Yeah, so let me now that my life is somewhat back to normal, right. let me um, float it out to them. But uh, Sabrina was up for it for sure. They're all okay. coming up here for um, for that. It just depends uh, if they're planning to like hang out in the city before or or what, you know. So yeah, I don't, I don't so know. I forget where Yvette lives. So um, you know, if it's in if it's in Westchester, then that probably yeah. doesn't make sense. But if it's in the if they're in the Bronx, that maybe it does. So we'll have to yeah. see. Um, but well, yeah, I'd love to. Um, we won't know until one of us asks. So yes, I will do so after this recording. I will yes. send a message to them. And... Yes. But no, I almost likely I don't know what time the premiere is, the red carpet is. But I most likely can't make it because you know, friend's fortieth birthday. That's like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. What would, would you miss a friend's fortieth birthday? I. I don't know. I, that just feels weird, you know. As a close yeah, yeah, friend, sure. it's not like it's not oh, like okay. third tier, you know, because I have third tier <laughs> friends. Yeah, um, this yes. is tier one, you know. What oh, I mean? yeah, yeah. Then no, 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 no. Oh, I mean, sadly, right now I'm missing uh, a friend's fiftieth birthday in Miami. Oh, I was like, um, you're missing it because of this recording. <laughs> I no, was like, no, 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 because okay, of because all... it's a destination birthday. Correct. Yes, it's in and Miami. That's, that's and... different. Yeah. Yeah, that was, you know, I really did want to go and had um, funds and life been a little bit differently. I probably would have. But we just came back from Chicago. I have a crazy week at work. Like, literally, it's just. Um, so, yeah, I really. Well, so we'll see. Well, there's a Stranger Worlds potential premiere that we may or may not be invited to for this right. Saturday. Then what yes. else do we have upcoming? We have the Mary Wiseman play that. that it's the third try. <laughs> yes. Third time's a charm. So far, we have not been canceled for that. And been canceled again. But now we're going to see it like May 21st or whatever. Yes. And I bought us tickets to see the motion picture on the big screen, which yes. I'm actually a little excited for. Yeah, I am too. I've never seen it on the big screen. I've never seen it in theaters. And it's not the most exciting movie, but I no. you know I, I'm decided to like, you know, see it like in 4K, whatever. And in surround sound, and it's like, you know, they've remastered it, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, it's got a, you know, a new soundtrack, which I do have the new soundtrack. Um, I think it's still 140 minutes, but it's fine. It's fine, yeah. Uh, uh, Yes, there is a possibility that one or both of us may sleep through part of it. Um, Like when they're going through the wormhole, I can't with the wormhole. Oh, the wormhole, I was thinking the the length of times it takes when they get into V'ger versus they actually get to V'ger itself is 
a long the, time. The journey through V'ger. Yes. yes, the journey through V'ger is a lot. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's exciting. And and we plotted out our, because of all the things, well, you're traveling for work and I am. You're traveling, I'm, I'm traveling. traveling. And then we both have a lot of life events going on. So yeah, so in May. So yeah. Correct. So our schedules are going to be all over the place. But nevertheless, our listeners will be getting one episode per week <laughs> we in are, May. We are the most going to happen. We are the most consistent podcast. Uh, we yeah. we do draft weekly, uh, which no one else draft weekly this consistently. No, no. Uh, at this rate, we yeah, are where's, going, where's my where's my gold star? I know, right? Uh, at this point, we're going to reach one hundred. You know, by the end of the year, is this seventy nine or eighty? Uh, I don't know. No, I think this is seventy nine. Seventy nine. Okay. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let me see. Yes, seven. This is seventy nine. Okay. As I look at files. Cool. Uh, cool. Yeah. So yeah, we're twenty weeks away from big one hundred. Okay, twenty weeks. Well, this is assuming that we also are dropping weekly during the summer which oh you know, right 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 yes which we're still deciding about we right, might need right. to take a bit of a hiatus when you're in asia correct yes well we'll definitely need to take a hiatus it's whether we get the opportunity to record pre-record like we did last year but right, that right. was because we last year we were going through like our favorite an off kilter episode of each of the seasons of next generation and deep space nine right yeah, so, we, we could work. We can we could bank content. Yeah, we could bank contact. Yeah. Uh, this this year may be tougher. Uh, we were actually right. just talking about this, like a potential schedule post Strange New Worlds of things. And, you know, I'm surprised it, they haven't announced anything yet. But yeah, you know, I mean, maybe they're waiting for Picard to end and then they'll announce what's next. Yeah, I think they're focused on Strange New Worlds right now. Everything is all about Strange New Worlds. Yes, yes. So yeah, so we'll we'll see, but um, yeah, we'll 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 have to figure it out. I don't know, I do not know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, how about so? Yeah, we're already like twenty minutes into this, I think. So maybe we should talk a little bit about Mercy episode two hundred eight of Picard. Um, let's see. Uh, a brief description with time running out before the launch of the Europa mission, Picard and Guinan must free themselves from FBI custody. Seven and Rafi come face to face with Girardi and the horror of what she's become. Whole life built around this job. Still, you knew I'd get the ax one day. You've been fired? Why? Man who cried alien and was wrong once again. Paperwork was filed. Oh, I lied. I knew if I gave him proof, uh, they'd sideline me, send you to a military site. I wanted to be the one who proved it. At least I thought I did. Kind of a waste of a life, though. Maybe not. My species, we believe in an ebb and flow to things. That our destinies run apart and together. And that time is not what we think it is. And that some moments are meant to happen, even at great cost. 
Perhaps you had to be that boy. So I could be this man here letting you go? Something to think about. Wow. Where did you, where did you read the summary from? Is this memory alpha? No, from Paramount Plus. Oh, okay. My Got favorite it. app ever. You know, five stars. Five stars for this app. Yes. Uh, five stars. <laughs> endless complaints. Endless notes. Oh, my God. Endless. Endless. Could go on and on, but we won't because we have already. Be- because we're, we, we've done that before and we've grown as people. So we won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've. We are not doing it because we don't have time <laughs> and we don't have any specific complaints we right now. We don't need to rehash. That's fine. So, Johnson, um, we have three storylines this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe four? Maybe four. Gosh, a lot is going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess we sort of have four storylines. So, I think we should just run through the episode because that's a lot of storylines to keep track of. Well, do you want to start with like high level thoughts or something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I was just about to ask you about oh, okay. your overall thoughts of this episode. Well, Mike, I do have to re-emphasize. I only want to hear original thoughts only. I don't want to re- you to rehash any of the bullshit you had on Discovering <laughs> Track. All right. Um, I will try my best. I-, I cannot guarantee that my notes are not up in front of me for for review. All right. Um, so I enjoy this episode more than the last two episodes, though I feel the bar is somewhat low because I really didn't enjoy Fly Me to the Moon and I didn't love Monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, if only because we're finally, you know, we're, we're finally getting the battle lines drawn, essentially, and things are kind of, final, you know, we're finally inching forward and things are converging and you can see how things are lining up, where the characters are going to be, because they're really, they really are setting things up for the final two episodes. So I'm thankful that we're at least progressing, if you know what I mean. It's like, again, the bar is low for me because I'm like, I found like, okay, things are happening. Things are happening. Um, I, there were, there were things, there are things that I'm, I'm still kind of like, there, there are things that about the episode where I'm, I'm, I'm just a little confused the the Q thing, I'm still we got a little bit, but it's still super mm. murky. And I'm kind of like at this point, honestly, by you know, I would have I wish we would have more clarity like three episodes ago, but here we are. You know, it's it, we get we gone a little bit more in terms of what Q wants, but it's still all like it's all you know, we're guessing, you know, we're guessing because it's being so, he's still being very cryptic. And I'm like, all right, like, you know, it's, it's like, it's like the serialized Star Trek syndrome, you know, it's like nothing's going to reveal until like episode nine. And then we have five seconds to like wrap things up. Um, my overall thought is that I'm just concerned that we're not going to get everything wrapped up in a way that is satisfactory. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, that's really my main concern. For this season uh based on where we are right now that's 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 my overall gist yeah there are a lot of strings uh that are still so we've got the strings that are, have been there forever like the q string and yeah. then we have all these new strings that include corey and yeah uh this group of commandos and song and you know uh Teresa, Teresa, Teresa. I can't say um, it properly, so I'm just gonna say Teresa. Okay. 
uh, and her son, Ricardo. So I think that there's a lot. Yeah, there is a lot. Yeah, I feel like from a storytelling point of view, we are going to see a lot of things. We aren't going to see a lot of things that happen, quote unquote, off screen. And we're going to have to like fill in the blanks. Yeah, there are a few of those things already, which we can talk about. Like, you know, it's just like we can be spending, instead of chasing Chris Chris throughout the streets of LA for like two episodes and the the gala for, you know, the the heist, which never, which wasn't even that compelling. Well, it was just, the heist, it, not a heist. It could have been just tightened up and then we could have spent more time. Like, even like, yeah, there are definitely things in this episode which, which we'll talk about where it's like, things jump and I'm like, okay, I think this is what happened if I had to make a guess, but it's still, but why do I need to, why, why I'm not seeing things happening versus I'm guessing this happened, you know? Right. Um, right. And I was talking to a coworker, one, one coworker that is a big Star Trek fan. And, you know, he immediately, he's in, he's on the West coast, but literally he like, um, he zoom chats me at like 1 AM, like last Thursday. And he's like complaining about the episode. Cause he he's hating this season. Like he's, he's very critical. He's a more oh, critical wow. than I am, I think. Um, is that possible? Like, is that possible? He said, I'm slightly more interested in the last two episodes only to see how this train wreck unfolds. Will it be infuriating, dumb or boring? And I said, oh. well, to be honest, it could be all three. So I don't know. It's <laughs> wow. possible. He's I he's mean, very yeah he's not a fan of Picard at all. Okay, um, well he's like he's kind of like hate watching it. Um, unfortunately, oh, wow. so uh, well. Yeah. So I have two thoughts. One one uh, I want to I want to say once again that this is a different Picard story, and this show is about Picard. And the only reason Patrick Stewart came back is because he wanted to do something different. So okay, you know, so you know, there's I'm nothing gonna, wrong with different. That that doesn't make it better. <laughs> like no, no, no. I'm saying that this people are saying that this isn't the Star Trek that I wanted with Picard the, returning. I don't think that's his problem. This oh, okay. This is, that's not my problem. I'm okay with different. Like okay. you know, I you know like different's good. Like we, we both really like Prodigy, and we both really like straight, you know Lower Decks, for example. Yeah. Those are yeah. so different and such deviations from what we're used to. But yeah. we like them because they're clever or they're tightly written or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, even in the season one project, I thought was really strong. We both really liked it. You yes, know, by I the end, we were like, wow, all came together. They did this great job. There's like character growth. Everyone got a chance to shine. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and that project is not your standard Star Trek at all. It's a complete right. angle, you know? Yeah. Um, and they married that, like, uh, they did it. Versus Picard, you know, I would say Project has done a really good job marrying new stories with um, nostalgia. You know, they've done a really right, good right. job balancing yes. that. Yeah. Picard does that once in a while, but it's, in my mind, it's very unbalanced. Um, so, yeah. yeah I mean, like, this... yeah, Lower Decks had so many fans. And maybe at first people were like skeptical, but then I think people, after they saw it, they were like, this is actually great, you know? Mm. So, yeah, I mean, this is my this is out of the last couple. I say this is my favorite. And I think it's partly because Kristen Beyer was co-writing this. And she's just amazing. She's, you know, this this to me felt like a really well-written chapter. Uh, and it felt it reminded me of this this idea that what we're watching here is a is more of a book than a, you know, 
like this is another chapter in the book and that we've had eight chapters so far and now we're tomorrow we'll have no, the ninth chapter of this act two or book two whatever you want to call it um and i thought this was really well written and kind of highlights the fact that we do have all these strings kind of going and um you know kristen Bayer is just a, an amazing writer so i felt like this was you know even though there it was are one of the better episodes it was but, you know we are introducing some new strings or there have been some new newer strings in this episode you know in this season like later in the season mm -hmm. that we're not quite as happy about and um but i i thought this was really well written i enjoyed all the different scenes i thought they really flowed well together uh so i was a fan of this episode i really enjoyed it um i think it's you know i think we can talk about a couple of things that are kind of key to this episode because i think the the things that i want to hear from you are about mm -hmm. q and girardi you know i want to i want to i want to hear your thoughts on on the scene with Gannon and q uh which i some of the memes i love are oh th this is the unforgotten like csi q continuum story or something <laughs> like that which i thought was really cute, That's cute. Uh, and then you know, I want to hear what your thoughts are on where the Girardi storyline is going, because I think we know where it ends up or or to be more specifically where it began. Uh, so um, so those are two of the things. And then uh, the other thing that I think is really fascinating about this story is uh, is the Corey piece of this, just because of what they what she says to to sung and kind of the the cliff that sung is looking at right now and and you know so and, and we still you know i'm not throwing this in but i'm just saying we still have this europa mission that's kind of still throwing you know rolling around in there so anyway yeah. let's yeah. start with uh -huh. q what do you what are your thoughts on the q scene and what's going on with q do you have some theories do you have did you enjoy first of all did you enjoy Guinan and q's little banter yeah no i i was okay with it i thought it was fine um i like i kind of already prefaced i feel that we got a little bit more about what q what's going on with q but most of it we knew already like he because i watched this i did watch this episode twice and I was trying to glean, see if I could glean any additional information. Mm -hmm. But 90% of what he said, it's, it wasn't any new news. Um, the only two pieces of new news that I feel that we got was A, he said, he's very cryptically like, you know, can, he, I don't remember, I should have written it down, but you may remember the quote. He's like, can something, something like, you know, like justify a lifetime or something like that? Can, uh, hmm. Well, I, there's I, the, the, I think the, the, well, this is, well, the, I was going to say two things. So it's like that. And then the other thing that he said was, it's not about the trap. It's about the escape. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was the other quote. So there were two quotes um, that I thought were kind of interesting, but again, it's kind of like this cryptic. So the first quote, I, I'm like looking it up to see if I can find it and see if it's like a memory alpha somewhere. I'm hoping that someone smaller than me actually like wrote down like what this quote was um but it's it's um it's uncertain um well what do you me, think about the while you're looking for that what do you think about the whole escape versus the trap what are your thoughts on that 
So I think that that's what, um, you know, I, I think that at the end of the day, so Q said that he didn't send Picard back in time. Picard did it himself. And that it's not about the trap. It's about the escape. So I think at the end of the day, what Q wants, you know, this all goes back to Q wanting Picard to learn something. So it's not about, it's not about the destination. It's basically saying it's not about the destination or where you are. It's about the journey. That's what he's saying, right? Okay. About the, that's what you, th- you think he's saying. Okay, yeah. Yes. So that's what I think he's saying. And it, at the end of the day, he's saying that it's Picard's actions that are going to allow him to escape. That's going to teach him whatever. Maybe it's about, you know, we can see it two ways, right? Maybe it's about escaping the 21st century. Or about maybe escaping his past, you know, like, you know, change, you know, like escaping his, because Q obviously knows that, you know, he has these, you know, this trauma, these burdens, whatever, right? So I think there is a duality here. Um, Hmm. But to me, that still doesn't really answer the larger question of why, why this, you know, why Q went to all these lengths to, um, you know, to to get all this set up and, you know, to mess up the timeline. And he's obviously, you know, he's making an effort. Like, you know, he he needs to sit through like therapy sessions with Renee. Like he's he needs to like hack Adam Soon's like computer. He needs to like screw with Corey. Like it's a lot of effort. I mean, you know, like he's smart, but I'm like, that's a bitch. That's a lot of effort. And then he like delivered a package right when like, he knew that Corey was like, you know, like using the VR headset. I mean, a lot of things were whatever. But it's just like a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort. And then, especially given that he doesn't have his powers, right? Like, he, there's a lot of like manualness to set all this up. So I'm like, this is Does a lot he of has, So that's that's part that that's one of my questions. Like, I think that what's really unclear here is what is what is his powers and what isn't because. I think that 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 actually is your the the delivery of the gift, as well as the ability to be both the psychologist, the being in the VR headset, being able to go appear to Sung, uh, and uh, what was the other thing he did? Um, did one other thing like all of this? So one of the things that you you know, and then I, I think if you don't know la is pretty spread out like shit is sure. not close to each other i'm like, well aware is, i'm well aware right you are yes complain about la and how yes 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 i know you know this but maybe our listeners don't la is really spread out so him doing all this stuff seems like he's not snapping his fingers he can't snap his fingers Right. He's so taking he's, ubers everywhere yes yeah. he's taking ubers everywhere but this is ridiculous like the amount of yes, I, I just don't get what powers he has and what powers he don't doesn't have right now. And yeah, and yeah. so I think that's confusing in and of itself. It is a little confusing because, yeah, he I mean, but in my mind, it's like maybe he's just like really smart and he can like, you know, hack things and like, you know, he's he could be just really, he, you know, he he's not omniscient, but he's lived a long time and he can again probably, that's you know, a lot of speculation and a lot of it work is. no it's a lot of speculation part. and a lot it's, of work on our part as the as the right. viewers to figure this all out and i feel it's stuff that we shouldn't have to guess you know like we shouldn't have like it could be something that we can see very clearly i finally found the quote by the way he I'm said pretty- q, so it's this memory alpha q concedes that he now has a lifetime because guidance like you're dying 
So he concedes that he now has a lifetime and he's wondering if a single act can change a lifetime. Hmm. And hmm. I was like, huh, that's interesting. So, and who's, and he's, I'm assuming when he says, can it, because he's wondering, right? Can a single act change a lifetime? I'm assuming he's talking about his own lifetime, like, because he's saying he literally right before prefaces it with, I now have a lifetime. Um, and he's saying, can a single act change a lifetime? And I'm like, so the single act, he wants to redeem, save something, Picard. Is that what he's talking about? And he's wondering if that can redeem, he, through that he can redeem himself. But I'm like, that's a lot of, you know, I don't understand. Like, I know that he's had a fixation with John Luke, but that's a lot to hinge on what single, I don't know. You know, it's, it's still very murky to me, like what his intentions are because at the beginning uh if you recall at the beginning of the season we we thought that maybe he wanted you know he wants Picard to save him but is that it's no longer clear to me I don't know what you think it's no longer clear to me if that's the intention or if he just wants to like redeem himself somehow by you know saving Picard quote unquote save Picard I, I don't know anymore so here's you know, my so. theory on this I think that he's dying and that they have given him a human life time at this point like he is human i actually think that you has i i i think this is some sort of punishment or or okay. something but he is he is dying because he is now human okay so i think that that's that that piece of it so the other quote about it's not it's about the escape not the trap uh-huh. so q is focused on the escape picard is focused on the trap and try Wait, to figure what do you mean that Q all is out. Focus on the escape. Can you elaborate? Sure. I mean, he's Q says the quote is it's about the escape, not the trap. Uh huh. And that's Q saying that. So for Q, it is about the escape. For Picard about, to escape, it's about what happens. So uh, the way that I'm interpreting that is it's about Q escaping this time frame. Oh, and, but right before and, he says that Picard, that the problem is like, well, again, maybe I need to rewatch the episode, but he, because Guinan was like, oh, you sent Picard into the past. And then he's like, oh, and he's, oh, well, sorry. No, he said, so he said, I did not send him into the past. No, 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 you know, let me finish. All right. Well, you didn't let me finish. Hold on. Like, this is the whole thing. You finish first and then I will. Yes, I will. So I actually think that he's human. I think the escape is that uh, Q needs, Jean-Luc to take him back to the future. I think that he is human and he cannot no longer travel through time. And Picard has to choose to bring Q back with him to the future. And that's why it's about the escape from this time back to their pre- their present, quote unquote, the 25th century. Okay. And that is what this is all about. Like somehow Q, yes, Q did not send him back. But he chose and and for whatever reason q is there somehow i don't you know i can't explain all the details of this but i really feel like the big deal here is that at the end of this season q q needs picard to take him with him and i think that picard is actually going to do that that's my prediction picard is somehow going to uh be inclined so inclined to to take picard to take q back to the future with him and to tie into that, 
I think this is my theory is that there has because for some reason, and this is this is a this this breaks canon, but it makes sense logistically, right? This makes sense logistically to me anyway, to anyone who's logical, is that the fact is you cannot bring more people back in time than you brought from t- back in time, if that makes Wait, sense. Say that one more time. So they brought six of them back, seven. Uh, I, the number doesn't matter. Whatever it is, seven people back in time. So they've journeyed, seven of them journeyed back in time. They can't bring more than seven back to the future. Why? After, Where are you getting this from? I, 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 this is, this is what lo- logically makes sense to me in the scheme of time travel of things like that. So my, but they've done my, that before. I'm saying, listen to what I'm saying. Hold on. I know you said you, it breaks canon, but I just it breaks canon, but I'm saying there's some sort of balance that because the universe likes balance, the balance is important. There's going to be some reason that, that there has to be a balance of what goes back to the future that came from the future in the number of people. So Elnor is dead. However, um, so is the queen, as a matter of fact. So maybe that sort of explains it. But anyway, uh, I, I just feel like there's some sort of balance that you can. You, I know you're going to poke a thousand holes in this, but just let me finish. It's, I'm not interrupting I, you. I, I, for once, I know. Uh, but I really think that they're going to have to take Q back to the future with them. And that's going to be the reason. For some reason, they can't. And, and Rios is going to decide to stay in the past. And that's the balance of things like the number of whatever why do you feel feel q needs to go back to the future because i my theory is that season three is all about fixing q or saving q and bringing him back to the continuum and the only way he's going to be able to do that i think they'll have to deal i think there's two things going on i think they'll have to deal with the borg threat in season three and mm-hmm. i think they'll also have to restore or help q in some way and that's also why he'll need to get the crew back together is that they'll need to do something that in order to to help q get, go back but uh, why do you i guess my larger question is why did q then mess up everything in the first place i i, I don't know that he I think maybe to attract Picard to that point, like maybe he was actually like, maybe he had his powers for like, use the last of his powers to, to make things happen in the 25th century that, and his little conversation with Picard and, and the Chateau, and then he disappears and they never see him again. Right. I think that that may have been the last use of his energies. Well, they see Picard sees him when they're traveling back in time. Right. I think that that's, yeah, maybe there's yeah, some sort of echo there or maybe whatever. I, I can't explain every little thing, but I think that the Q continuum banished him to the Earth's past and he's messing up things so that Picard has to come back and eventually save him and bring him back to the future. And okay. then and then he's causing all of these issues because he knows that Picard has to deal with things, but also because he needs Picard to come to some sort of understanding that maybe there's some similarity, maybe there's some commonality for, for Q to make between, you know, him and Picard that will allow him to, to have empathy for Q and bring him back and help him in the next season. I think the issue I have with this is that, um, 
you know, the, the weird thing is we've seen this before. Like, you know, when, um, I don't remember the name of the episode, but when Q lost his powers and he was- Yeah, kind of sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I'm not, I'm not, sh- you know, I'm not saying that this is like completely without holes, but there are some things here that make sense to me. And I think that, okay, I, you know, I think that, that I th- really think that Q is either being punished or his death is to die as a human because he's so fascinated mm-hmm. with humans, but somehow he has a little bit of his power left. I don't know how or what, obviously we've just discussed that, but yeah. I think that they've, you know, they've, they've stranded him in the earth's past in a place where, chaos and you know kind of like he's never going to get out of this they think right so i think that that's part of uh part of the adventure here is is that and so q is smart and causes all this chaos to attract the attention of picard to change things but i i mean i I, the the one thing i will say about this season that i've enjoyed is that it has ignited my my imagination to the point where I can think of all these different scenarios. I'm ha- perfectly happy being wrong with any of these, but I just, I've enjoyed with the season of Picard being able to kind of speculate on what they're trying to do here. And, 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 and you know, the writing has been such that, you know, I, I think this is one of the stronger written episodes, uh, but I think it leaves enough, leeway with what is said and what is not said that kind of allows you to fill in this so that's sort of my my running theory right now as to what's happening i you know my problem and i think i agree with your your coworker and with you i think that we're going to find a lot of gaps in the storytelling as we kind of move into the penultimate episode tomorrow and the finale next week i think that they are going to make it back to the future somehow. I don't exactly know how yet because there's a lot of speculation about that Borg ship in the 25th century and what it potentially could be, meaning the La Serena. But um, so I don't know how they're going to get back back there if the La Serena is taken over by the Borg. But anyway. Um, oh, that the, that the... that The, uh, the reason that why that ship that they... Is um, yeah. in episode one, yeah. rather, is uh, Borg is the Borgified last, version is, of the La Serena, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's a that's a running theory. Uh, you know, I, again, I don't know, we don't know, but uh, I think that you're right, we're gonna see a lot of gaps in storytelling from the next two episodes where we're gonna have to fill things in, kind of like we've had to fill things in all season long. Only this time around, I think, as we approach the finale, we're gonna see that you know, things aren't going to necessarily make sense. Um, And, you know, and and that's going to be frustrating, I think, for a lot of us, uh, where, you know, we would like some more on screen explanation of things, but we'll we'll kind of see. And I know you never were a fan of Lost. um, No, actually, I was. I I was. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, did you finish it? Did you finish all of Lost? Oh yeah, I finished it, and I at one point, um, way way a long time ago, in the early days of Hulu, I would watch um, rewatch it a little bit, but I never finished. I never, I've never been through it twice. Okay, me neither. So, so. I feel that this is serialized law syndrome, where you add and compound 
the questions and the mysteries. And it's sometimes fun to talk about because I think one of the best things I enjoy about Lost was a water pool conversation, right? If you recall, yes, it was just yeah. like, a lot of people like, you know, what's going on? Like, you know, what's this like, you know, another vault, you know, like what's the yes. lighthouse? You know, there was a lot of all like, these like, things. Like, yeah. All this mythology. And then at the end, none of it was answered. And I think that for me, um, you know, I think I was in the camp where I was annoyed that we were left with no answers, essentially. Like, what was the island? We never got a true response to that, right? But I did enjoy the journey a little bit because it was so much just theorizing and it was fun for people to basically, basically everyone became like a, conspir- a conspiracy theorist, right? Like everyone oh, was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. there's like one little clue in this episode probably means all these things. And it didn't really, it really wasn't. It was just like, you know, people are going crazy. Yeah. Um, and I feel that, you know, we're, we're getting this now with new serialized Star Trek where it's like they just add mystery upon mystery and they don't, and we start to like just do a lot of guesswork. And then I'm not sure to what you're seeing. I'm not sure the end result is actually going to be that satisfying. Like yeah, maybe the and- journey's fun to a certain extent. I, I'm more oriented towards like, I just want, I, I'd rather have answers than questions personally. Um, yeah. But, you know, here we are. <laughs> here. Yeah, are, no, so. I think so. I yeah. Know. So, no. so we've kind of we've kind of uh gone over Q. Uh what are your what are your thoughts on Girardi? And, oh, do we, fit, did we talk what, did you have another prompt about Guinan or was that kind of it? I mean, uh I mean, I thought that conver- I I really liked Guinan in this episode. I mean, I think Ido Ido Aguirre does a great job with the role and and playing this. So, um so the only reason why I brought it up because I, I one thing that really it bothered me a little bit and made me think a lot um, was something that Guinan says to Jean Luc after like once they're about to get out. I don't know if you're going to circle back on like Agent Wells. Or oh whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, 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 go. I think I know where you're going with this. Go for but, it. But um, you know that the one when Guinan says to Picard that the one thing that she's forgotten and she now real has re-realized essentially mm-hmm. about humans is how unique they are in the universe because they they can be stuck in the past and before they can move on they need to reconcile their past and grow and oh, interesting i didn't think i didn't think of that I, I that i don't remember i thought you were gonna talk a little bit about what she says to wells at the end of the episode well it's similar right because like she talks about how people need to humans need to reconcile their past in order to move forward and then for wells she was like yeah maybe you know it's like your maybe it was your fate or destiny to kind of be here right yeah he had to kind of reconcile his past right um, yeah 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 i actually really was bothered by the statement um, which I, I don't know why I kind of hung on. I, I kind of, um, which it, statement exactly the statement where she was like, one thing that she felt that she feels is really unique about humans that is different is that our, is our ability to re- need to like change and evolve by reconciling our pasts. Oh, okay. Lines. oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to find the exact, see if I can find the exact quote I, I mean i think you, i i get the gist and and i don't want to belabor you know too many quotes here to to you know to move on with this with our, our thoughts on the story but um, um I, I, I just 
you know, it bothered me because it's not, I think we've seen in Star Trek, that's not a pure human trait. You know, I think we see this across many characters. It's not so unique to humanity. Um, and sometimes I feel that in the effort to kind of, um, and this is this is a very this this is my my statement. Like, then I don't think everyone can agree with me. But um, you know, sometimes I think in effort to paint a really bright, hopeful future for humanity, we kind Star Trek puts humanity on a pedestal um, in terms of our unique place in the universe. Um, and this actually brought me back really randomly to Star Trek Six: Undiscovered Country. If you remember, it's at that dinner scene, and you know, they're the awkward dinner. And yes, of as a board, yep. you know, I think um, it was uh, Bones had something like, you know, he's talking about like inalienable rights or whatever. And then as a board, right. it's like inalienable rights. If you can only hear yourself, human rights, the Federation is nothing. I get this is from memory. The Federation is nothing but a homo sapiens only club. And sometimes I feel that that is actually very that doesn't that's just not about the federation but i think sometimes it is very star trek it's very human-centric in the way that it sees the universe um and one thing but that's that also think- sci-fi in general though like that's that's the whole perspective and of sci-fi is to learn something about humanity through looking through the eyes of others sure um, but one thing that i think is also interesting in star trek 6 is if you remember at the end um, which I really liked. This is when um, Kirk and Spock are together. And Spock is, this is after Valeris is kind of outed as like a traitor. Right. Yeah. And um, Spock is kind of lamenting, A, that he never, he didn't see it. But then B, he's also talking about like, you know, have we grown so old that, you know, we, we can't change or we're kind of stuck or whatever. And then Kirk says to him, Spock, I was going to tell you, like, you know, that's, that's, that's very human of you. And then Spock was like, oh, I find that to be very insulting. And then Kirk is like, you know what? Everyone's human. And I think there is actually something very beautiful about that because what I don't think Kirk is actually saying everyone's human, but he's saying that everyone has a common humanity, no matter homo sapiens or not, everyone has a common humanity. And I think that that is actually a much more beautiful picture where it's like, no matter what kind of species you are, homo sapiens or not, we all share like what we would call quote unquote humanity, which is we all have commonality, right? And I think that, um, yeah, for some reason, what Guinan said kind of like cascaded in my mind. And I was like, yeah, but I don't think humans are that unique. If anything, I think it's about the greater picture about how we are all you know, even despite our differences with other species, we all have this, like, we all have common, you know, these common ways that we live life and evolve and grow. Um, and actually, I didn't like what Guyton said. It really bothered me. Oh. Um, and I know it didn't bother you, obviously, but it really bothered me. Um, because, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I think that that is something, you know, that we sometimes forget about. You know, oh, like, see, I was more impacted by her statement, uh, and I, I don't have the exact quote, but basically she says, like, maybe things had to happen to you in order to be at this point in your life. Uh, for for well, Wells, uh, for Wells, it's this point in life where things happen and he lets them go. But for me, what Guinan is saying is, you know, that every everything that happens to you creates the person you are today. 
and you wouldn't be the same person without all the things that have happened to you. Sure. And, and, you know, for me, that is a resoundingly true statement. You know, I've definitely thought about things in my life that have happened and I wish that they hadn't happened or I wish I hadn't done something. And every, every experience that I've had has pushed me to be this human who is now talking to you on this podcast right now. You know, mm. otherwise that, you know, all those little things might not have happened. So I, you know, I think that that was, that was the more powerful statement for me that she said, which was, you know, just that, you know, everything that happens to you happens mm. to you and makes you who you are today. Mm. So that's what I really enjoyed about that. Sure. Whether, I do wonder Wells, because it was kind of, we, but I, I didn't quite know because Wells kind of just to like let them go, but I, it wasn't clear to me if he was going to help them further like, or because Jean-Luc was like, oh, yeah, you know, now I realize I need your help. And then literally the only thing is he opens the door. He's like, because you guys got to go. And I'm like, wait, he's coming. Is he going to do anything else? I, I, that was a little bit <laughs> unclear to me. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that what, it? I think I, I think that's definitely it. I think that for Wells at that point in his life, I don't think that there's anything else he can do. Like he's at the beginning of that transformational journey where he realizes that everything that happened to him brought him to this point. And now he looks at life differently moving forward. Whereas sure. he looked before at the experience with the Vulcans and how that affected him negatively and how he's always had that in his mind negatively and for you know all that's happened in this interrogation and through what picard has told him and what guinan says to him is um uh is the is the kind of beginning of the next phase of his life but i don't think it unless unless he's going to do somehow show up at europa mission or whatever Maybe. or well we see that they're going to like lay siege to the well, yeah, I don't think I don't think he's going to somehow get to France. I think I well, think, it's, you know, in Picard, I don't I don't know. Sometimes there are no, I don't think that that's possible. But I do think that what's possible is that he could somehow save them for from um, from something happening at the Europa mission. That's maybe. what I think, maybe. But I, I didn't I, I kind of saw this as the kind of end of this Wells piece and this little side quest, as we like to call it here on Deep Space Pride, all the side quests that happened this season. There are many side quests. There are. So I didn't mind this one as much, to be honest, because it kind oh, of. Oh, wow. I, that's I'm I'm actually this is so when when this initially started, I would say either an episode like for us, our podcast episode, either yeah, last no, episode we or two kind episodes, of like, we were you both. were like, do we need another side quest? Correct. But the reason why I didn't mind it is because it echoes Picard's own journey. Like, okay, you know, sure, sure. Like yeah. It's, it's also stuck of accepting past. his trauma and things yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. And sure, at least yeah. it's thematically relevant versus like chasing, chasing, you know, Rio's across LA because he's been arrested by ICE for two and a half episodes. I'm like, all yeah. right, you know. Yeah um so anyway so i actually didn't mind it i actually okay well that's uh i don't know if that's growth but we'll take it that's great okay i don't know i I would not talk about the growth (laughs) (laughs) and there we go there it is uh we're back to square zero um so i think for me later on in this episode or i you know a piece of this episode that was really, really shocking. 
So, you know, we could talk about the Ravi 7 Girardi scene, but I think that that's pretty straightforward in a lot of ways. I don't think there's... Are you talking about Elnor? Uh, no, no, no. I'm, uh, well, no, I'm not even talking about Elnor. No, that's a whole nother thing. Maybe we can talk about that later, but or next week. Uh, no, my week. my thought is this whole idea of Girardi and Sung. Like that piece was completely out of left field. Like when he yeah, it was very out of left field. I was like, why is he just letting her access his computer? <laughs> well, no, I wasn't even that. Like when she showed up at his place, I was like, whoa, like. Wow, that 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 was probably one of the most surprising pieces of this season for me was the Borg Queen showing up at Sung's, and um, uh, yeah, so that was surprising. I mean, I, I kept like once they were trying to track her, I was like, I feel I know where she's going. Oh, see, I had no idea, and then the scene cut, and she pops into his house, and I'm like, oh yeah, my word! So, yeah. um, so but it's you know. It is nice to see Girardi is still in there somewhere, uh, saving Rafi. But um, I am, yeah. I, I, I. This whole, this whole new, like she's becoming a full on board queen. She's at the end of the episode. She Allison assimilates. Bill is doing a great job. Imitating. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, imitating. Um, what's her face? I, oh my Annie god. Wershing. Thank you. I was like, uh, yeah. She is yeah. really channeling like the the different uh the different you know talking to herself in, in two different voices is really impressive, you know, except when they do do those occasional cuts with the board queen in there. Um but yeah, it was Ellison Pill is killing it this season. Really she is and I uh, you know, I wish that this horrible thing was MVP this season. Total MVP. Yeah, she goes from like the least valuable player of last season to the most valuable player of this season for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I was. I mean, they uh, did give her a lot to work with, but like, it's great. Yeah, so, I, I, you know, but I'm kind of sad for her character in the sense that this is what you know, this is where where it's going. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is we, you know, we're going. This is where we began this this season, right? With her, you know playing the Borg queen in the, you know, episode one. So now that we, you know, we pretty much can sur surmise that, I think. But um, I mean, if I mean, I guess they, there could be a last minute shocker, uh, you know, if if they decide to do that. But uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's what I was saying earlier. I'm I was I'm glad that we're kind of consolidating the storylines. So we have clear, a clear view as to what the setup for the finale is going to be, at least um, because the I think yeah, we'll the, have a better idea of that after tomorrow's episode. But yes. Yeah. Uh, um, but because we no, do going, still have to, a lot of little things. No, and not to go back to Q, but I also was like, why did I wasn't entirely Q? Q like sure and we need to i think talk after the finale because why why is q messing with corey to mess you know obviously he's messing with corey to mess with adam sung but why but why i'm not i'm, I'm still not quite sure why like you know q's doing that well i think i mean i think there's a possibility uh you know this is one theory that i've heard is that corey will continue the sung line and not you know, not in the crazy way that Adam Sung would 
carry on the line, right? So there is that piece. Um, you think that she would carry his name? Like, that's weird. Especially, well, I think she carries the name forward, and that's how we get whatever Eric Sung from but you, uh, but Enterprise. That sense. You wouldn't get, like, last name, like, the at least in most situations, not all, you know. Well, you're making a, a, a assumption based on how we... But you think Corey would want to name her child after her disgraced father? Like that makes no sense whatsoever. I think I think she'll come to accept that she's a sung no matter what. And I think that that's sort of where the future. All right. Well, making, now we're making like massive leaps in in uh, in assumptions. Well, so. it's a possibility anyway. I don't think that I don't think that Adam's sung is going to suddenly have children and real children and pass along his name. Yeah, and, I don't know. And, you know, I so don't know. I don't think I don't see that happening. It's also unclear to me, like if if he's use if she is using if she was created using his genetic material, because it's not like they look alike, like in any. Oh, way. I definitely think that. Yeah, I think she was definitely cloned from him. Uh, yes, the some they know some, they look nothing alike. Again, this, but it doesn't it. That does not matter to the fact. No, that because it does matter. It doesn't because matter because it, no, it does matter because her. everyone in Stone Line looks the same. Like this is the problem. The, the males do, but suddenly oh, the females look so completely do. different. Oh my god, that makes no. The sense. the females look. Corey looks the same as uh, the daughter that Data paints in the picture that ends up being Dodge and or Soji right, that whatever. ends up being just, all of that. Like all of that's carried through. We disagree with this. I completely disagree with this. So it's fine. Uh, there's on. a shock. We, we disagree on something, we but anyway, on. we can move on. Um, yeah. Wait, we were saying, we were, t- we were talking about Girardi and we were talking about Girardi. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I think the, my other big question about this is I'm very, I, I guess, you know, the only reasonable explanation is that the poor queen is manipulating Sung because she doesn't want the future where he is the grandfather of Earth, you know, Confederate Earth, right? Like, that's not, like, the future that she wants, but he's she's leading him down this path. So I'm kind of like, okay, obviously it doesn't make sense that she would want that future. So she's mm-hmm. just manipulating him. But I also get, I'm like, why doesn't she just kind of like assimilate, you know, even though the assimilation process is not like, you know, like it's half-baked, like she can't actually just control him. Why does she need his cooperation? Like, because obviously by the end, we can at least see that she has some sense of what semblance of control over these like mercenaries. So I'm like, why, why even like risk the possibility that Adam Song is going to create that future? Why not like, you know, put a pin in it? and just take him over some quote unquote assimilate him and make sure that future never happens like i'm not quite sure that was also confusing maybe she, like, i don't think she has a, that kind of power over the like control over over someone so willed he adam sung no matter how he he's he's driven he's got you know he's got drive he's got ambition he, you know, he's got all these things, and I think that what you're gonna, what we're gonna find is these soldiers, which I think are the soldiers that Sung worked on, quote unquote, don't have that sort of thing and are very Wait, easily. The mercenaries at the at the general. Yeah, the mercenaries. The mercenaries, I think, are from the projects that Sung has worked on. Oh, you mean past military projects or something? Yes, yeah, so, yes, that he mentions in the episode where he's kind of presenting his case to the to the board. 
Um, and so I think it's just, um, I think it's easy for her to control people who are, you know, who have strength, but no like real drive or ambition by what, and she can't control him. You, by what evidence are you making this thesis? I mean, Adam Sung is a Adam Sung is a very driven, mad scientist. He is not right, going to let. Right, but we see that the assimilation can... process kind of does not that does not impact who she's who the Borg are able to assimilate. Obviously, I think that no, but she's not strong enough. Not she's not strong enough. She's not a full fledged queen yet. She's still working this out. She needs dumb thrones to help her. She can't control another fully. How she do you know that? You're making such broad assumptions. That's a pretty good assumption. That's not a broad assumption. That's a really good assumption that she's she's just beginning her journey as queen. She's but how suddenly do you know, like, how do by what measure are you saying like, oh, someone's so woeful enough that he he or she cannot be because Girardi is still in there. She can't control Girardi, she's so she controls Girardi pretty well. Let's be honest. But not enough do... to do another person. Not enough to do but another she guy. She killed the guy. She can. She didn't kill Rocky. No, but she no the I guy. disagree. You're wrong. You're you're absolutely. You are completely wrong about this. She cannot control another willed, strong. Wait, but uh, you think that Gerardi had no problems killing that guy that they found in the dumpster? Uh, it was a nobody as far as she was concerned. But you think Gerardi would be okay with that? I don't understand. You mean Gerardi wasn't okay with her killing Rafi? She had some control with someone she cared about. I think it's very knew. minimal. I don't think that she's in, she's no. But we're talking about the con the ability to control that the queen has. The queen is still fighting to control Gerardi to some extent, as evidenced by the mercy that she shows Rafi. So there's not complete control there. There's not so complete she control, cannot... but it's. I think that in that case, that's a I can't. Clean... I don't know why you're dying on this hill. I honestly do not know why you are dying on this hill to All think right, that she on. could inject nano probes into Adam Sung and control him the way I that she could. I just thought that it up. was a very odd no. choice. Yeah. No. No. I, just I don't think so. All right. You're wrong. You're absolutely wrong this time. You, you are so no, far you have wrong. No basis for your thesis. I like, do have what, plenty of bases. He's too willful. So like you just want to disagree. Yes, she's. He's too strong-willed. He's too strong-willed. That's it. All right. She can't control on. another strong-willed individual. She can't. She's right, not that strong. Um. So all right. So anything else with this episode? <laughs> Wait. Are that we done? you. Wait, we, I, I we, mean, we barely talked about Rafi and Seven, though. Like in terms of their what's um, what's to talk about? What do you want to what 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 is there that's not obvious there that you want to like? Well, I thought that it was interesting piece? because I I didn't expect the flashback to Elnor and the the extra story that we got there in terms of why Rafi because I think that that also helps to explain why Rafi is kind of written more written with the trauma of Eleanor dying than anyone else. I thought that that was an interesting wrinkle. Um, and it adds a little bit to what, what's happening right now. What, what are you, uh, what are you doing? I'm disciplining my dog. Continue, oh, please. Okay. Um, no, I thought that that was, that was interesting. Um, Cause I didn't expect Eleanor to be back and apparently he's going to be back this week. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I thought that that was, um, that was an unexpected um, tidbit that we got. And yeah, I also thought that the whole thing where Seven was, they were kind of digging deeper into like what their triggers are essentially. 
where Seven was very triggered by Rafi telling her to kind of think like a board or whatever. Um, but then Seven immediately lashes out with Rafi when it comes to how, how Rafi manipulates people, which I never really got. Like that was something like, you know, that was an observation that Seven made, but that's never something that I really, um, I would say in the past really saw in terms of Rafi's personality, that she's a manipulator or that she needs, I don't know what you think about that, but that was something that I thought was a little bit interesting. Okay. Ask your question again. I'm sorry. Um, my question was, <laughs> uh, my question was, I, I want to know what you thought when it comes to um, Seven's observation that Rafi is like a manipulator and that she needs to manipulate people to kind of like fit where she is. Yeah, I thought that that was a really, I mean, I was, I was surprised that Rafi kind of accepted that and took that in and kind of processed that and then shared about mm -hmm. Elnor. Uh, I was really surprised by that. You know, the other thing that I... Yeah, I surprised that she didn't, like, react. Because Rafi usually lashes out, right? So I was surprised that she didn't kind of lash out once... I think I, I think that, that my, my, my thinking about Seven and Rafi is that it's a very complex relationship, the two of them. And that they've, they've been together for... Or been in each other's orbit or part of their lives for over a year now, at least. And so part of that is lesbian couples are very different than straight couples uh, as are gay couples. But I'm, you know, in this case, I think that this is something where she actually heard what seven said and it stuck. And, and then she felt guilty about it because she realized that she was manipulating the situation. Um, so I think it, my, my feelings on, I love this relationship. Honestly, I really love the complexities and and people are struggling because this isn't like a romantic relationship that people are kind of hoping to see or a lot of people are uh this is a complex relationship between two people who are who both have full-time jobs essentially and are trying to figure out how to be together but still care very much about each other as has been evidenced throughout this season uh, but the other thing, too, to remember for, for Rafi is that she is still in the throes of guilt, uh, guilt and grief. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, because, again, we're seeing, I think this, this season will make a lot more sense to a lot more people once you get to see it as a whole. And when, if you want to just sit down and rewatch it, you'll realize that this all happens over three days. Like, this isn't happening over sure. 10 weeks for us. And I think people mm -hmm. forget that. I think people think, oh, last week, you know, that that was a different Rafi last week and she's had another week to deal with the grief. No, she's had a few more hours and she's still in the throes sure. of grief. And so I think that her hearing this was amazing to, I think it's a testament to her and Seven's relationship uh, that she was able to hear that from Seven in, in such a intense situation that they're in searching mm -hmm. for all of this. Uh, and then to kind of associate this again with her grief of Elnor, but also sharing with someone very close to her that she cares deeply about and, you know, has these visions of spending her life with, uh, that she is actually the cause of Elnor's death because 
she mm. manipulated him into staying in Starfleet or coming to Starfleet and not going back to his home planet and helping the sisters when they needed mm. help. So I think that this was, I, I, I love this growth uh, with, with, um, with Rafi on this. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm all about this. So I, I, I thought that it just shows a great complex LGBTQ relationship, uh, which are, you know, to some extent, much more complex and, and not as straightforward as um as straight relationships and also we're not seeing sort of the romantic side of this relationship too much um which people are kind of struggling with in a lot of ways which is fine you know it's not the same necessarily mm -hmm. it's not always you know it's so you know i i think i i really do i really love their relationship in this this season i think it is really complex anyone who loves these characters should go and listen to the hour and a half the 90 minute audiobook that kind of tells uh tells us tells a little bit of background between the two of them uh it's acted by you know uh, michelle hurd and jerry ryan so it is um it's a great um great kind of piece to the puzzle for all of this so I think that it's, you know, it's a, it's a great example of, of all of this. So uh, I, I'm on board for it. I'm happy that Rafi kind of got the picture, like was able to do all that. But I think it's because it's a complex relationship and she really trusts Seven and she catches herself and realizes that what Seven's saying to her is meaningful mm -hmm. and she should listen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that piece of it. Um, so, yeah. I'm all about the seven Rafi relationship and, and I, I think it's great to, especially we're a gay podcast, right? And I think it's great to see different types of relationships and the seven Rafi relationship is a different type of relationship. Yeah. No, so, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it too. I think that it definitely has a lot of depth and I, uh, yeah, I, I want to see more of it. That's definitely one of the more, of the season, I, I think that they're, uh, you know, despite the side questing, I think that getting to spend some time with the two of them as a couple, um, that's that's been good. I've been liking that too. Yeah. So, so we haven't I mean, even talked about Rios and Teresa. No, I was just about to transition to that briefly and just say that, like, for those of you who are straight listeners, you you know, and want to see a relationship that you might understand a little bit more. You've got the Teresa ter Teresa Rios relationship, which I think is much more understandable uh, when you start to look through Rios's eyes and the fact that he's so a lot of people are struggling with the fact that this is a different Rios. Like, where's Captain Rios? Where's the the mission, you know, the mission focused Rios? And I think for Rios and, and if you watch the ready room, you, you kind of see that um, man uh i can't think of his name who plays rios but i don't remember the name it, it's it's uh um leaving my mind right now but he says that it's great to play this complex character who is experiencing essentially experiencing love for the first time or you know is experiencing mm -hmm. love and so this is a new ass essentially this is a new aspect of the character rios 
And so um, I think it's great that, you know, I think it's fine and understandable why he's doing the things that he's doing, like bringing her, Teresa and Ricardo onto the ship, which a lot of people don't agree with. Uh, but I, this is a man who's in love and who kind of, you know, sees, sees this, um, sees something in his relationship with her. And yeah, um, no, I think there is something, you know, I, I find, I don't, you know, I, I think it really helps that the two of them have good chemistry. We've talked about this before and that even the kid, I don't remember the kid's name, but you know, that even the three of them as a unit, like they're kind of like gelling, which I think um, makes it work. I did find um, Teresa's little soliloquy a little bit. I, I was like kind of confused as to what she was trying to say. Um, I have a quick solution for that. That's like a telenovela. So that's a very dramatic, like- it was, No, it who... was very dramatic, but then I also kind of got lost in it. Like, I was like, I'm not sure, like you're saying, like, it's because they're like, yeah, she was like, yeah, we've married for 10 years. And then like, I meet a stranger. I'm like, wait, is this someone else? But no, she's still talking about him. I was just like, they were just like, it was very dramatic. And um, I, I got, I, I, I had to watch it twice to kind of get what she was going for. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, that was interesting. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that covers most of it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a few other points, but I think we're 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 about at time right now. So are we? we Only an hour twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good enough amount of time uh, to uh, to we wrap. Barely talk about Picard himself. Yeah, we didn't. No, I think this is great that we didn't actually talk a lot about Picard. We talked about a lot of the other things around him this week. So I think that's perfect. Um, so All yeah. right. Cool. Um, well, Mike, do you want to talk about our sponsor? Sure. Fansets is the exclusive sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network and Deep Space Pride. And uh, they've we we got to meet, not meet, we got to see the guys at uh, Mission Chicago just a few weeks ago, where they launched three Mission Chicago pins, plus the Master Ship collection started, which is an amazing pin slash display slash i don't even know if i would call it a pin uh but it's amazing check it out it's such high quality it's a beautiful pin of the enterprise a and um with the dedication plaque which doubles as a stand if you want to have it stand it's also fully magnetized so you can put it somewhere where you have metal and can uh, show it proudly so it's a great pin but head on over to fansets.com, put a bunch of pins into your uh, into your cart. And if you use the word Trek Geeks, all one word, at checkout, you're going to get 10% off your order. And if your order is over $30, you're going to get free shipping in the US. So head on over there and check them out. There are so many pins from so many different fandoms. There are over 400 Star Trek pins alone, but uh, definitely go and and they also released like Admiral Pips. They've even put up a a new, uh, I think it's a motion picture badge that they just uh, posted that they're going to order. And uh, if you were at Mission Chicago and saw all of those uh, coin pins, those coins in the Strange New Worlds 
mm-hmm. uh, display. They're making all of those pins plus a 13th pin if you buy oh. the entire set. So, uh, and they're only doing enough orders with a little bit of extra for people who order, pre-order those. So stay tuned to fansets.com for those. Follow them on all the socials and you'll be up to date on what they're doing and when those go on sale. But check them out. And we want to thank Fansets for being our exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. It is worth noting that the old promo code that we used to mention on the podcast no longer works. So please don't use it. Um, If you do, you will not get the 10% off. Uh, You need to use the new one, which is just Trek Geeks. Is it all capital? Um, Yep, same as always. All all capitals. Trek, T-R-E-K, Geeks, G-E-E-K-S. Yes, all caps. All right. 10% off your order. Awesome. Thanks, fansets. Um, Cool. Uh, so I think that does it for this week's episode. We'd love to hear from you um, and let you know. Let, rather, we would love for you to let us know what you think about the things that Mike and I disagree on. We love some tiebreakers. So feel free to yes. contact us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Pride, um, or at Gmail, uh, Pride at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, if you do reach out, we'll be sure to answer you or try to. Yeah. Um, and if you like this podcast and you want to hear more of it, we would also love for you to give us a five-star review, five or four-star review um, on your podcast platform of choice. Um, and yeah, we just um, we love to feel your love if you if you love us. If you don't, that's all right. Um, cool. I think, cool. Uh, I think that does it. That does it for this week. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow's the penultimate episode, and we're fast approaching the finale and the mm-hmm. premiere of Strange New Worlds. So mm-hmm. we have a lot more Trek to talk about. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll eventually get to some off topic when we have. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Some <laughs> more right time, now. but uh, we're already at like 90 minutes here. So we need to move on with our lives, and I have to eat dinner. So oh, that's right. Oh, my God. It's so late. Yes. Well, I, that's why I eat beforehand. So, right. Yes. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks, Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. All right. See you all soon. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.